0: Hello, loyal listeners of Rage Against the Mainstream. Bill here. To get into our last little bit here of Season 2, I have a couple interviews that were scheduled. Today's interview is with the one and only Shane Jost from Cognitive. So check it out. Welcoming to Rage Against the Mainstream for the first time, our new friend, Shane from Cognitive. Hey, what's going on, Bill? How's it going? I'm hanging in there, man. How you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, man. Well, yeah, sort of. So Uh, I like, like hurt my back, like bending over to just get something off the floor earlier. So like now I'm just walking funny, but uh, other than that, great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's kind of funny because like, I remember for those listening, we do, we have mutual friends and we have been in places together before, you know, playing in Berlin or, you know, Atlantic City, stuff like that with Little House Booking and Brad's monthly shows. Holy
1: shit. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of funny to think about it like from all the way back then. Now we're kind of like considered like old. And now you have like back problems and (laughs) you know, you have aching knees and your head and you know, your fucking neck hurts every now and then. It's just like, God damn. I wish I could go back to like those days.
1: Oh, dude. Little house booking was so goddamn fun. Like, especially like booking in like, The rat's nest that is like Atlantic City. Oh yeah. Like whoo that (laughs) shit was crazy. (laughs) It it was just fun, man. I mean,
0: like I mean, I'm pretty sure other cities and you know, other states and whatever have sort of like the same like kind of idea as that, maybe, but it just seems like little house booking was just like all over the map. Like that shit was like on lock. Yeah, shout out to Donnie.
1: Uh uh hope we can uh, eventually do another show together,
0: yeah, that would be great. I mean, honestly, I think it's something that, um, not to like put the weight on the shoulders, but almost like I feel like that's like what we need. It's like a resurgence of like the local music scene. You know
1: what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I mean, local local music's always like it, it's it's always just fun to do. And, like, it's, it is, like, if you have, like, a big local scene, you're going to attract bigger bands to come play your venues. Exactly. I mean, like remember, everybody thrives.
0: like, remember when Texas in July played Skater's Choice? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, that. Uh, who else played there? It was like, I Call Fives played the Skater's Choice or something like that. And, uh, right?
1: I, I never really, like, went to those venues, but I went to that uh, those festivals. But I was looking at the, uh, at the tour flyer a little while ago, and I was just like, whoa. <laughs> this is like pre-maleficium Lorna Shore is like on this fucking venue well, on this on this festival. Why do I keep saying venue? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all good. Um, So for I mean, obviously, I know who you are, but for those of our listeners out there that don't know who you are, who are you? What do you do?
1: Uh, my name is Shane Jost. I am the vocalist of the band Cognitive. And uh, we're... uh. I don't know really what subgenre to call us. I've just been calling us extreme metal, just because it's not exactly death metal, not slam, it's not tech, it's not deathcore. Like it's just a hodgepodge, like mix of just a bunch of a a bunch of bullshit.
0: Just a bunch of goodness.
1: <laughs> it's it's whatever the fuck my instrumentalists like, like my my guitar players and shit. Like they actually like come up with. And I get the instrumental tracks and I'm just like, you want me to do what now? <laughs> like, this is fucking chaos. Okay. <laughs> I mean, let's do this. I mean,
0: don't be modest either. I've seen, I've seen your videos on Facebook and shit. You're pretty, you're a pretty well-established musician yourself.
1: Hey, thank you so much, man. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, It was
0: actually kind of funny The um, for those of our listeners listening, um, Shane, uh, we have mutual friend in RJ from Alica and me and him. We're talking about like vocal stylings and whatnot. And I brought you up. I was like, dude, that fucking guy, Shane has got some pipes on him. So that dude has like the most ridiculous vocal range. And uh, RJ was like, dude, he's like that fucking, he's like that guy can fucking scream.
1: Well, RJ actually, like I, I couldn't make one of the, uh, one of the tours for uh, like going out West and RJ actually filled in for me. So like I, I've I've seen alica like that like that whole cranium waking it could ever run and that dude can't like he shouldn't put himself down either because like he's got some of the most massive like powerful sounding like false chord lows I've I've heard.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Getting back to you for a second, what what got you into music or what was like the spark that was like you know what this is what this is what I'm going
1: to do. Uh, well, I I mean, I I was always just inspired, like, I was always just, like, watching, like, MTV growing up and just listening to music all the time, and I was was like, wait a minute, people can actually create this shit, and then I, I started taking, like, drum lessons in school, and then my first band was, I was actually playing drums in a pop-punk band when I was, like, 13 with a bunch of high school kids. Oh, wow. (laughs) And then, like... As it, as it goes on and goes on and goes on, like, I, I, I've always been a poor kid growing up, so I was like, wait a minute, I have to buy significantly less shit if I'm a singer, so let me learn how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that or you had to get uh, really
0: good at going to yard
1: sales. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I have made some fucking scores off of yard sales, dude. Oh. Woo! That's, that's how I, I have this mic that I'm talking to you on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got it. like, I just found a crazy sale. Like, it was just a box of, like, the total divergence, but whatever. It was just a box of, like, Sega Saturn games. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, dude, it was like, 100 bucks takes takes the box. And I was like, okay. I'm flipping through it, and I see a Panzer Dragoon Saga in there, which sells for anywhere between, like, five to 800 bucks by itself. Oh, shit. So I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> and just sold it to my, uh, so my boss at the flea market <laughs> got a good, like, chunk of change and then just invested in my fucking equipment. Now I can actually record at home. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I mean, that that's kind of like how we started here. Like, originally, like, when we first started this podcast, I was like, you know, let's do everything as cheap and minimalistic as humanly possible. I bought, like, a $50, like, Har- Harbinger uh fucking five-channel mixer. And I was like, "All right, it's only me and okay. two co-hosts. Let's. I'm going to hit up Target. They got karaoke mics. So I hit up Target clearance and got three microphones for like a like I think it was like two fifty a piece. God damn. Yeah. So we had those three hooked into the mixer that just plugged right into the front of the computer. And then, um, you know, like we did it first, like four or five episodes. And I was like, "Man, this actually doesn't sound half bad." And then I made. Uh, a call to get in touch with Doc Coyle from Bad Wolves, and I was like, "Hey, man, do you want to come on our show?" And he's like, yeah. "Like, I didn't expect to get a, a response," and he's like, "Yeah, of course I'll come on." Then I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" Yeah. I was like, "I need to I buy a he fucking." Did a, he did Finn McKenzie's podcast,
1: and he's a really interesting dude.
0: Oh yeah, man, he was really cool. I mean, it, it kind of sucks because I, I I really didn't give him the interview like he kind of deserved. Because, like, it was it was literally the first interview we ever did. And, ah. you know, like, I was all, like, fucking fanboying and shit. And I'm well <laughs> past that point now. But <laughs> regardless... Was, experience. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, you know, before we even did that, I was like, all right, I need to get an interface. So we got uh, a Behringer, uh, I don't know, UMC 404 HD, I believe it says, I can see from here. And that was, like, 150 bucks. So now I got microphones i got from target in an interface that's 150 bucks i have less than 200 invested in a podcast it's just like okay like it's all about being like uh thrifty even if you have like a tiny bit of ingenuity you can you can make that go a long way
1: oh yeah for sure a little bit of eq like you can make your shit sound like a pro, a pro radio show. oh yeah just boost that low end a little bit and you're good
0: Oh, dude, that and you got to get real close to the microphone to kind of bring out that like low tone.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that radio tone, that radio tone. <laughs> yeah, you gotta
0: get, get that uh, that sexual chocolate shit going on. People freak out. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> so, um, what, where do you draw like influences from? Like, as I said before, like for those people that don't know, you're a multi instrumentalist. You play everything. And you're very good at it. So what
1: I wouldn't say that, but I'm I'm at least functional on, on a guitar or on a bass or whatever.
0: Well, you played some shit on guitar. I was like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> so um being a multi instrumentalist, where do you draw your influences from? Or, you know, who are some of your influences?
1: Uh, well, it they come from like a a, a multitude of like different lanes but there's a, a select few branches like like yeah i'm a, a death metal like vocalist but i listen to so much goddamn like like emo it's insane <laughs> like like i i'm a death metal vocalist with a bass i tattoo if that should like explain to you guys at home like the kind of <laughs> guy i am
0: <laughs> hey there's nothing so like, wrong with that man we, we all grew up in the time
1: oh yeah for sure <laughs> We're all, like, okay.
0: the uh, the children of, like, Hawthorne Heights and, like, Aiden and shit like that.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I, I still jam, like, well, out of course, but, like, Senses Fail, uh, Silverstein, Chiodos, like, oh, yeah. all those bands. But then, I was also, like, I'm also, like, a big, like, Death Corner, and I like to see, like, what bands are doing, like, these days. Like, fucking Shrine of Malice. Those dudes are fucking slaying right now. Fucking... It- brand of sacrifice angel maker like isn't it crazy like like i
0: remember like hearing like suicide silence and like dropford cowboy for the first time oh yeah and like I
1: still love those bands
0: and like it was like crazy like hearing these bands it was like holy shit this is like wild and then that's you're to the point I'm now i like doing
1: street metal now <laughs>
0: and now it's like to the point where that's almost like diet deathcore
1: in a sense yeah I mean, a lot of the stuff of, uh, like, these days is, is like, like, some of it, like, is very, like, derivative and, like, sounds, like, very, very similar. Oh, yeah. As opposed to where you, you go back and you listen to bands, like, the Red Chord, fucking Animosity, fucking, like, Job for a Cowboy, fucking, uh... I don't know, like, just just random fucking, like, VFW bands and shit.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, and, through like the Eyes it, of the Dead, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like they're... Like there's like every band has like a, a different like personality, but then like the the newer stuff is like it, it seems like when one band makes a wave that like everybody shifts like like uh like I feel that Lorna Shore and Shadow of Intent were very monumental in like pulling out like the orchestral like black metal influences that you hear in like every upcoming deathcore band now, which I. Yeah, I, I wish this genre like there would be like more like people would just take a chance more often just like like yeah. pull a fit for an autopsy just like dude let's write a fucking chorus yeah <laughs> like, exactly let's actually pay attention to song structure because like that shit works <laughs> yeah
0: and you know it's kind of funny too like bringing up like the orchestral stuff like It's kind of funny, like, no one, like, ever really talks about bands like that anymore. I mean, like, remember, like, uh, like, Winds of Plague and shit like that? Like, those guys were fucking insane. And it's just, like, you know, it's, it sucks that the kind of the bands that do the shit like that, like, kind of have their, like, you know, like, their little pop or, like, 15 minutes of fame, and they just, like, disappear because they refuse to go to nine-string guitars and tune to drop Z and... You know, and and gent and shit like that, and you know, it's like you said earlier, it just becomes like real derivative, and everything starts sounding the same. But I yeah. guess that's kind of what you get when you kind of limit yourself in you know various drop tunings and <laughs> blast beats.
1: It, it all it all just comes down to like if you're starting up a band and you're just like like if you say the subgenre out the gate, I think you're pretty much fucked. Am I allowed to put a curse on air? Right? Uh,
0: dude, you you can say whatever you want. <laughs>
1: okay, good. Uh, this is not safe for work muffins, podcast. But, <laughs> okay, <laughs> fucking uh, but yeah, if you're if you're coming out the gate like we're gonna be a, a symphonic black and deathcore band, you're just like okay, you shoved yourself in a tiny box before your first fucking band practice. Yeah, exactly. You? About you, just decide like, hey, we're all gonna tune our instruments to this, and I got some riffs. You got some riffs. Let's see what happens.
0: <laughs> exactly, and plus, like, you know, even in this hypothetical situation, like a uh, symphonic blackened like deathcore, like where, like, are you even gonna find a venue to play shit like that? Like, how are you gonna find you know bands to play with in your local scene where you know it's not like you have something like a Donny or like a Brad where you can be like, hey, can I'm a starting bank. Can you put me on this show?
1: It's like... I, a- eh. you're You're always going to find, like, you're, like, as soon as you... Like, there's always, like, entry-level, like, shows and, like, VFW shows that you can, like, hop onto. It's just... I, I mean, I, I love the idea of, of doing something, like, wild and, like, just out of the gate. Just, like, let's try some shit. But just... my. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, don't limit yourself. Like if you want to throw in a part that like sounds kind of like weird, like that might be the thing that catches somebody's ear and then bam, you're above like, like you're standing out in the crowd now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like
0: people like tend to like pigeonhole themselves within like the certain scene too, where it's like, you know, like we, we can't really do this. Cause you know, this sounds like this or, or, you know, like, this is, like, too poppy, or, you know, this is too catchy, we can't do this, or, you
1: know, it,
0: it just gets to a point where it's, like, you know, people are almost, like, like, scared to experiment with it.
1: Exactly, and fuck that, like, you, the audience can smell bullshit from a mile away. If you're being insincere and, like, trying to, like, emulate something else, then you're not gonna have any fans, because of something that you're trying to to emulate already exists and they're doing it better than you but nobody can produce the kind of music that you yourself are gonna do so just just do what like you feel is the right thing to do especially in like a, a, uh, an artistic standpoint
0: you know it's kind of funny because one of the questions I have on here like I, you know like I, I have like a generalized list of like questions that I'd like to hit upon but one yeah. of them was like do you have any advice or tips for people trying to get into the music industry and I think you just
1: kind of knocked that one out of the park I guess we covered that already
0: yeah dude you're kind of doing my job for me already <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I did my first ever podcast yesterday so like I, I'm, I'm like starting to warm up to this whole format thing dude it's it,
0: like I really like when we first started this like I was like nervous at first like Like I've always been in front of microphones and stuff but it's just like it's different like when you're in a room and it's just only two other people and you're hearing yourself it's just like uh, like this is like weird but then uh, like now we're like fucking like a hundred episodes deep and it's just like this is like normal now like I I can't imagine talking with not having a microphone in my face
1: yeah it's it's just like dope to do this kind of shit like I can't wait to actually like actually do some like in person podcast because like I'm I'm still like talking in the room that I've been stuck in for the last like two and a half months. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. This thing feels like this room just feels smaller and smaller every day. <laughs> so
0: actually, speaking of this and being stuck in the,
1: segways, motherfucker, <laughs> yeah.
0: speaking of being stuck and, you know, obviously it's no secret. The giant elephant in the room, the current pandemic plaguing our world. Uh, COVID nineteen has been keeping a lot of New Jersey residents inside their homes. What have you guys been doing as a band during this time? Like, obviously, like me and you had talked earlier, but like, what what are you guys doing now?
1: Uh, we are we're currently working on the uh, on the new album. I'd say we're about like eighty five percent done. Like the instrumentals are are mostly done. Uh, I need to continue to write lyrics and all that good stuff. I think I have, like, three or four more songs to go.
0: Nice.
1: But, but we, we've just been, like, just been trying to, like, keep like keep in touch as much as possible with, without, like, blowing up each other's phones and, like, <laughs> being annoying about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, especially, like, being in, like, a touring band and, you know, like, being around each other all the time. This has got to be, like, one of those, like, kind of, like like, much-needed like kind of times where it's like, all right, at least I don't have to be in the van. With yeah, any of I, these guys.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, dude. I'm, I'm stubborn. Like I, <laughs> I I'm definitely like, <laughs> I can be like a, a bitch to work with, like sometimes, but all
0: of us are. It's all right.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's just. I don't know. It, when, when you when you travel so much and, and like you like know the guys you're with inside and out, it's just like I'm sure I get on their nerves like they get on my nerves sometimes. Like there's just there's little like bicker and like like uh, arguments and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like I love those guys. I got their backs. I know they have mine. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's that's just what you can expect in being in a band.
0: Exactly. And that's what it's all about. So, are you guys uh contemplating anything kind of like a uh like a Zoom show or a live stream of some sort, like a Brady Bunch type, you know, like tiles I, thing?
1: Oh, that would be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 there are like I, I I couldn't see that ever being a thing, but
0: it would be I tight mean, though.
1: It Man, if, if you really knew us, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it—I mean, uh, not all of us have the means to like record at home and actually like put out like a, a good, like, listenable product, like, from our bedrooms. Yeah. Especially with like uh, recording parts and PC parts being like just through the fucking roof, thanks to COVID. Oh yeah. And just the price gouging, and <sighs> thanks Amazon. Didn't want to pay that much for a new desk, <laughs> but. <laughs> But this one's like made of glass, and I like I like nudged it the other day, and it, Whew, I thought the whole fucking thing was coming down. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, don't buy your shit off of a uh, off of Facebook Marketplace because there are parts missing. I promise you that. <laughs> Ooh, yeah,
0: Facebook Marketplace.
1: But I I would assume that like if the if the band gets a little bit lighter, like if we're able to like to travel like in between states or whatever, because like, New Jersey is locked the fuck down. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, uh, I I know, like, you know that because you're around here, but for you guys listening, like, in the middle of the country or whatever, like, yeah, we can't do shit. Like, you guys are, I, I see complaints about, like, why do I got to wear a mask in this thing? <laughs> it's like, dude, I got to wear a mask everywhere in this state. <laughs> like, dude, you got to wear it to take a shit anymore.
0: Like, in yeah. your own house.
1: I mean, I do that as a courtesy to myself, but
0: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: That's, that's just so I don't get like fucking doo water particles like in my nose.
0: Yeah, I, I heard that's, that's not good for the vocal cords.
1: Nah, mass stays on during shits. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: um, Actually, here's, here's a good one. If... Cognitive could cover any song or if you could cover any song what would it be and does it have a chance to make it onto the new album
1: uh I mm, that would be a lot of fucking fun see I the the way that like the Cognitive works or at, at least like I, I know a lot of like really successful bands they usually got one dude in charge like it's usually like their artistic, like design, like their creation, their baby. It's like that. There's like one dude that's putting in a lot of fucking work because like nobody cares as much as they do. And I mean that's a weird way to put it, but like and no, it,
0: it's it's legit. I mean that that that's a real way to put it.
1: Yeah, and uh, that's that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I I am i I'm not the head of cognitive. Like I I might be like the face or like. The PR rep, I would guess, but you're a chairman comes... on the board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but when it comes down to like big decisions of like, like whether we should like cover a song or not, or like what this merch design should be, like what are what is the packaging gonna look like? It's it's usually uh, Rob's doing, and personally, like I for I mean more industry talk to go with the previous point. Not everybody has to be a leader in a group. <laughs> Not like you don't have to take the reins and like do everything because like you get married to an idea and your ego is gonna get shattered. Like it's gonna yeah. be a lot more concise if you have one dude that like is calling most of the shots. and if if it's something important to you, if you think something's fucking stupid, speak up. but yeah, exactly if you if you find yourself like fundamentally on, like, at odds with that person, then, like, maybe that group isn't for you.
0: Or maybe but that guy's just an asshole.
1: There's that, too. <laughs> but at, at that point, that's that asshole's band that you're in.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: so you should probably go start your own band, we've, asshole. We've free. all been there. Yeah, yeah. Dude, this is, like, my, like, 12th band or some shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, if there was, like, a possibility for them to uh, be, like, Shane... Oh, yeah. What would but, you like us to cover?
1: Uh I mean we we did do a like a random like hate breed cover a while back that we were doing live. Oh, that's I, cool. D- I don't remember what the song is, but it was just weird like this this like death metal band just like like okay, here's some fucking hate breed. It's like why are we doing this? <laughs> because fuck you, that's why the song rules. <laughs> uh I don't know. I would I would like to like just hmm maybe some like cannibal corpse would be a lot, like a lot of fun or like like a, a random fucking uh, yeah i
0: don't know do like zero tolerance from death that would be cool
1: uh my guitar like my lead guitar player would fucking lose his shit it's like yes we're finally <laughs> playing my favorite band
0: <laughs> going off of that what um how does the songwriting process work for you guys like does somebody just show up with a riff or do you guys you know hash it out in the room and woodshed it or like
1: you know uh, uh it, it's it's a little bit different than it used to be like before we would just like meet up like at the uh at the practice spot and it's like hey i've been working on, on uh on this little bit like like what do you guys think but like now, just because we're doing everything so remotely and, like, we all live, like, so far apart, like, we're, we're all still in, like, the same, like, area, but not exactly, like, I can't walk to Rob's house. He's still, like, an hour drive from me and oh, shit. all this kind of stuff. But, nor- like, usually somebody will just, like, record some sort of, like, like semblance of a song, whether, like, whether he can, like record like rough guitar or even like like program like some midi shit to to send out like just to get like a rough idea of like what the song will be oh okay and, and then like we'll just we'll all like give our opinions or like take notes or whatever whatever as far as like actual like well i, I mean I, I think uh i think rob and harry still like get together and like write shit Okay. Like everybody will like tab it, tab it out. Like our, our string section is very like cohesive. But as far as like like uh, vocals go, I try to be at the end of the chain as much as humanly possible. Cause like <laughs> I, I don't I don't really like feel the energy of a song when it's in MIDI. Okay. Like it, like so I I like to have, have like at least some some decent sounding like 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 a scratch guitar and some decent drum samples so I can like hear what like where the emphasis is in the song like where is this cymbal catch like what is this what is this breakdown like is there a guitar solo here i'm not yelling over a guitar solo like that whole kind of thing
0: yeah exactly and i mean i i think that's that's very valid so what do you what do you enjoy doing more or enjoy doing uh recording in the studio or being a road dog
1: oh dude being a fucking road dog yeah. I hate I hate recording.
0: <laughs> now, see. I, I
1: mean I, I, I hate the, the the pressure of writing like especially right now, like I it's just so hard to fucking to like to have like inspiration to like write shit and it comes off like I'm being lazy, but I'm just I'm not <laughs> I'll like record a a scratch track and I just fucking hate it. don't send it out. <laughs> <laughs> like just everybody's their their worst critic but yeah exactly it, but
0: then again it's good to be your own critic and not be stuck in the fishbowl and being like you know everything yeah. i fucking do is awesome
1: oh yeah like once you guys actually hear this album just know that there have been like five different versions beforehand where we all decided fuck this like, that <laughs> was not like like that was okay let's take the good parts to make it better and we're not going to take, like, nine years about it, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I mean, with everything that's going on, you have more than enough time.
1: Yeah, uh, I would I would just let it... I mean, I, honestly, like, recording, like, is giving me something to do, and I'm getting better at it at home. It's like, I, I, I don't exactly hate the... I don't hate recording. I just hate the pressure of, like, having to, like like having to write songs instead of like wanting to, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that's, it's actually funny you say that because like, uh, watching like Metallica, some kind of monster or like, you know, something like that. And it's just like a band goes into a studio with nothing. They're pressured that. to write that's music.
1: Crazy. What and, is
0: your problem? <laughs> and then, then, you know, fucking sane anger comes out.
1: Yeah, of course it does. You <laughs> <laughs> went to the studio with
0: nothing. <laughs> you know i i have wondered every now and then like like do they ever look back and just go like yeah we really fucked
1: that up uh anybody who's trying to defend that snare tone could go fuck themselves oh dude <laughs> and this coming from a guy who like loves like slam like kickball fucking like pong fucking yeah. snare drums <laughs> like
0: well, that was the thing. Lars's uh, Saint Anger snare like had no snares on it. Like it was just like the just the drum itself without the little wires that,
1: underneath. That's fine. So neither does fucking uh Viscera Infest. Like, like <laughs> a, a lot of those snare drums are just like especially to get like that that kickball sound. Like both uh drum heads are just cranked so high, and it's such a big drum to where you just get that that high frequency resonance. Oh yeah. And I, I just think that he was like it sounds good man it's like it doesn't <laughs> Lars Hoffman, just like, all right then you know what you are paying me way too much money for this album but yeah I digress exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: what's one of the coolest shows you guys have played so far or c- coolest shows you have played I don't want to limit it to just cognitive
1: uh well i uh, i'll I'll do one cognitive one uh one not. I think the, the coolest show that I've played so far with cognitive was probably, I don't know. It was, it was either just that whole waking the advert because that shit was fucking outstanding. Or when we played, a uh, uh, death beast over in, uh, Germany. Oh shit. That's gotta be cool. Like that, that was fun. And, uh, it's it's true what they say about uh about german beer it's it's fucking strong and don't underestimate it because <laughs> it's it like i'll cut to the end of the story real quick i got fucking hammered <laughs> <laughs> like to the point where like like there it was there's like a tent for like the bands to sleep in because it was like a, a multi-day festival so like I passed out, woke up, and the like. The staff there was just like, "Holy shit, he's alive!" <laughs> 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 Woo, that was damn.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: But Europe is like, just that. That whole scene is fucking awesome. Like they're they're not nearly as as violent. Like if you if you go to like a fucking. A metal show over in, at like Voltage Lounge in Philadelphia or like like any place in Jersey like there's going to be like a lot of like, like you might lose a tooth yeah like it it's it's like very possible like fucking like depreciator and fucking like bands like that like it, it no matter like how heavy it is like you <laughs> there's a good possibility for violence <laughs> over over in Europe there's a lot out of like they're just like swinging invisible hammers over their head in a circle slowly <laughs> oh <laughs> okay it's, it, it's like a like a slow like stoppy like circle pit but like everybody's just drunk and having fun and just like crowd surfing and shit like it crowd participation is just a, a whole different thing but when i was on stage like my like i tried to keep my stage banter brief cuz like there was like a little bit of a of a of a language barrier there so like I would only get a response when I would just be like fuck yeah, and hold my microphone above my head <laughs> and we're like yeah but like when I'm actually trying to plug shit people are looking at me like pretty confused <laughs> uh, or at least like that was just like my understanding of it uh, I, was, I was bombing a little bit in the stage banter area but hey,
0: that's alright next time you just gotta learn a little bit uh next time you just gotta learn a little bit of uh German
1: oh fuck yeah it, it's uh but it was a european tour so it was like i would have to learn like like a little bit of like a little bit of french a little bit of german <laughs> a little bit of just like europe just feels like a smaller like united states where instead of like we go down south and they have like the southern accent language and culture and it's like an hour and a half away <laughs> so i'm just like I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to speak English slowly and hope that helps. If not, here's some Google Translate. Nice. I felt like such an asshole in France. <laughs> it's like, this kid, like, like, he came to the show already in a cognitive shirt. And it was our first time over there. So I'm just like, holy shit, this kid's the real deal. And I couldn't have a conversation with him because I'm a stupid fucking American that knows one language. <laughs>
0: Uh. <laughs> dude people make livings off of being a stupid american that only knows one language
1: <laughs> i mean i guess but like he, he was trying to like apologize for his english but i was just like dude your, Eng- your english is so much better than my french <laughs> like, well hey with, it exists
0: with the advancements in you know google translate and stuff probably by the next time you guys would go over there well i mean if they ever open everything back up, who knows, man? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you could have that conversation in French.
1: I mean, I, I'm just going to try to, like, learn a little bit and not be such an asshole. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, the show was fucking awesome. Like It, it was just like a, a ridiculous, like, slam fest. And, uh, I think, like, Origin pl- I, like I said, I fucking blacked out, so I don't really remember who played, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, I think Origin and uh like Origin Ingested and in, like a bunch of other like bigger bands headlined and we were on at like four or five o'clock, something like that.
0: Oh shit, that's cool. So you guys kinda yep. had like a like a midday like like afternoon yeah. slot.
1: Like we we weren't opening, like we, we were like we were like almost dead set middle of the pack, if my memory serves correctly, which it doesn't, but <laughs>
0: Well, that's, like, one of the best times to play, too, I always felt. Because, you know, you're playing to more people than the opener would. Not quite as many people as the headliner would. But you're still playing to a pretty decent crowd.
1: Oh, yeah. And, like, honestly, if we would have played any later, we would have sold out of merch. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. It was, like, as soon as I, like, got off stage, it was, like, I, I have, like, a big, like, history in, in working retail. So, like, I'm kind of, I'm used to those, like, high-pressure, like like, high-speed customer interactions. Oh, yeah. But, like, it was a fucking Black Friday rush out of nowhere. Like, all of our vinyl disappeared (laughs) immediately. Like, (laughs) all of our hats were gone. Like, I was out of larges before my, like, bass player at the time was even able to get his shit off the stage and come help me. (laughs) Like, it was insane. (laughs) That's nuts. Wow. (laughs) Like, uh, I've yeah, go go to Europe, <laughs> like go go check out a festival over there because it's a whole different breed. Like they're so goddamn supportive. Like they love metal, uh, and like we we do here at least uh, we think we do, but like Europe, dude, it's so different. <laughs> like it's it, it's a whole different ball game.
0: It's like a lifestyle over there or
1: something. Yeah, like they like they appreciate it. Like they appreciate metal so much over there. They I think they just appreciate music in general or life. I'm not sure. I'm a <laughs> cynical American. <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't know. I I can't go. Like I don't really got much else to say about it. Just go go to a show over in Europe and just see like how different it is. Like it, it's it's one of my favorite experiences and I'm bummed that we couldn't do it again this year, but next year, hopefully
0: Yeah, there's always next year. Now, speaking of there's always next year and being a cynical American, <laughs> where haven't you toured yet? Where haven't you guys toured yet that you want to go to?
1: Uh, dude, I need to see Australia before I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I like, yeah, like, I'm horrible with with flights. Like, not really like the anxiety of it anymore, but like my inner ear just hates all that pressure. It's 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 something genetic. My mom has it too. No but, shit. Like, I I'll take that 16 hour flight to <laughs> go like play like all those fuck like cause, like I said, being a huge death horror, like I want to see what made bands like fucking like Boris the Blade. Thy art is murder, point below zero, signal the firing squad. Oh, yeah. Like, a night in Texas, which they have a weird name for being Australian. <laughs> Great dude. So, but now
0: we have a tiny little bit of a fan base in Australia. So, oh, yeah. any of you out there listening, <laughs> <Howdy>. <laughs> any of you out there listening, please get in touch with Shane and various other members of Cognitive to get them to play in your country
1: dude, let's make this shit happen. <laughs> I need to see it.
0: Now, hypothetically, if this were to happen and, you know, the people of Australia were like, you know what? cognitive is going to have a tour over here. What would be your ideal tour lineup?
1: For Australia?
0: Just in general.
1: Uh, just in general?
0: Uh, I, th- I was trying to pull some slick shit, like going in yeah, from yeah, one, yeah, like, ha- like a transition.
1: Nah, I, I, I was like trying to. It's like, hmm, which Australian bands So do I don't. But just just uh, touring in general. I I think I had this on the on the other podcast. So I'll I'll have to have to double down with it. It's fucking uh, Black Diamond, Murder. because they're like one of my like my favorite metal bands.
0: That and that uh, new album I, is fucking nuts.
1: Oh my god, Verminus is so good. Uh, fit for an autopsy. Just cause, nice. like, the it was like, the I love that band so much, and like they're like. They had like reached out to us like on one of their uh one of their last tours to to open up a few select dates because, their uh the opener of the tour package like couldn't get to the states or uh, for visa issues, so we ended up doing like the first five dates or so. Oh shit! So like I'll I'll, I'll always appreciate them for like reaching out to us and we were able to do it with like a day and a half notice in in some form or another there was like a it was like a slightly different variation of cognitive on stage every night <laughs> <laughs> but we were there uh, i i didn't hop on until like day three of five so before that we had uh we had onch from wormhole uh singing Ooh, which nice. that, i i i would just love to be in the crowd for that just knowing how like, goofy, but, like, menacing anches on stage. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then I would probably also want to have Volvodinia out there. Nice.
0: Just
1: because, like, th- those those are great guys, and, uh, for all the slam elitists listening, guys, enough is enough. Volvodinia is slam. <laughs> <laughs> At me, bro fucking at me <laughs> it's slam those are my boys y'all are mean as fuck <laughs> now
0: the last thing I have here isn't really a question but it's a chance to plug yourself where can people find you on social media what's next for Shane Joss what what do you want to tell our many loyal listeners here
1: okay uh I guess I'll start off with a uh, with a message. Uh, the world is absolutely fucking chaotic right now, and I know it's hard to like really try to see like the the bright side of anything. But like, if you're listening to this, you're fucking still alive. So like, don't don't fucking don't spiral. Everything is gonna be fine. It's like, don't you dare go hollow. <laughs> On to plugs. Uh, you can find cognitive on all of uh, Like most social media platforms, we're on uh, mo- most we're on uh, we're on Facebook. That's that's our most like active uh, platform. But we're also on Twitter. We're also pretty active on Instagram. So just uh, cognitive nj on all of them. And for my personal uh plugs, I'm on Facebook and YouTube as Shane Jost. And then uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Twitch, you can find me on uh, Souls, which I've been doing a lot of Twitch streaming lately, so if you want to come hang out, ask questions about, like, music shit, how I do bugles, what the plans are for the future, whatever, whatever, come hang out at twitch.tv slash Chainsouls and cognitive also has a music video that we just put out a couple months ago for fragmented perception. You'll hear that in a little bit, but if you want to check out the video, it's on YouTube. Nice. All right.
0: Well, dude, I can't thank you enough for coming on. This has been this has been great. I mean, it's first off, it's nice to talk to another dude that was in the local scene.
1: I have a fucking question for you being in, in New Jersey, boy. Okay. Uh Pork roll or tail hand? Pork roll. Okay. <laughs> My dude, I will do your show again. <laughs> <laughs> dude, th- there's
0: only one right answer. It's on the fucking packaging, North Jersey. Yeah, it's exactly. on the fucking packaging. <laughs> but anyways, man, I want to thank you for coming on. This was great. Anytime you want to come back on, you are more than welcome. Um, Hopefully one day when we're all able to be around people again and we can actually assume normal life. Hopefully we can have you on in person and yeah, that's pretty much it, man.
1: Dude, well thank you so much for fucking for having me and I'm down to do this shit whenever. I'm starting to get the podcasting bug. This shit's fucking awesome.
0: <laughs> it's just a, it's just something cool, man. You have a platform to where you can do and say whatever you want. I mean, we don't oh, have any yeah. sponsors for the show, so we don't have any people to disappoint. <laughs>
1: Oh, this isn't sponsored by uh by Stamps.com or Blue Chew or um, uh, Satva Mattresses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Taylor Pork Roll.
1: Oh, fu- yeah. <laughs> oh, if, if we could get a sponsorship deal. Yo, Taylor, what's up? Let's talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get, get in touch I with will, our people. I will sell your pork roll to everybody. <laughs> like, If you make a vegan option, then you have the you have every New Jersey vegan. They're going to like, oh, fucking finally. And they can eat pork roll, too.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: Which I haven't been able to find an option for that. I'm not a vegan by any means, but like uh, I would just like to uh, I would like them to be able to weigh in on the conversation, too. I don't like yeah. to leave people out just to have <laughs> the option. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right,
0: man. Well, once again, thank you for coming on, everybody. Shane. Thank you so much, guys. And you take it easy. You too, man. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that one because I sure did. Right before Shane left, he had something he wanted to leave us with.
1: What's going on, everybody? I'm Shane from Cognitive, and you're listening to Rage Against the Mainstream podcast. Here is Fragmented Perception.